Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. This is our Southridge member podcast, helping give people the inside scoops on the life of our church. And uh, I've got a a special guest today, uh, first timer here to share their story with our community. Someone newer to our community named Rob Hubbard. Rob, say hi to everybody. Hi, how's everybody going today? We're doing great. And uh, if you could, Rob, just give us a little bit of background, uh, just about you know who you are, where you come from, that kind of stuff, so that we can get to know you as quickly as possible. Sure. Uh, well, born and raised in St. Catharines, uh, 56 years old. Um, mom and dad, both uh, from the from Canada. Uh, my mom was born and raised in New Brunswick. Uh, my dad, uh, he was from Hamilton originally. Um, yeah, I'm a licensed funeral director in the province of Ontario. Um, been a licensed director for over 40 years, Jeff. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm from. Uh, only child, so I don't know if I have the only child syndrome, but <laughs> um, coached hockey my whole life in the area, 29 years, almost 30 years of coaching junior B hockey. Uh, and now with the Niagara Ice Dogs, I uh, do a little bit of director of player personnel. I've uh, been uh, very fortunate to be with them for uh, over four or five years. So I've had a couple of contracts, which the that's my love uh, is hockey. And uh, I was pretty fortunate um, to, to be involved as many years as I was. It's funny, like before Southridge, our paths would cross in all kinds of different ways through you know, your involvement in the community and the funeral home and, you know, the rinks and that kind of stuff and mutual friends. And, and all of a sudden, all these, all these worlds collided. But uh, for those who have never met Rob before, he's now part of our St. Catharines location. And, uh, you know, he's given you a two-minute snapshot of a longtime Niagara guy, community guy, hockey guy, and uh, we'll just say all-around good guy. So glad to, glad to have you here sharing a bit of your story. Thanks. Um, talk a little bit about just your history with, with Southridge, how long you've been around the community and how you ended up stumbling into uh, life around Southridge. Yeah, well, Jeff, it's uh, probably about 10 years ago, I came to a couple of services where, you know, um, and, and I'm going to share this is, you know, we check off all the boxes and, uh, you know, you think you're doing maybe what you think is right. And uh, I came to a couple of services um, you know, and I thought maybe at that time, you know, I would, I, I would like to dive in and, and I moved around a little bit and, uh, my job didn't really, I mean, I mean, it was an excuse and, uh, I only went a few times. I was raised in the United Church, uh, St. Paul Street United and, uh, basically, um, got away from the church, um, lost my faith and, uh, about a year in October is when I started my personal journey with Jesus. And uh, I still get emotional about this part, but uh, I didn't think I really, I, I lost my job. I got cancer, not once, but twice. And uh, bad relationship, just a bad breakup. And uh, I, I, I didn't think I really wanted to be around anymore. I, I, not sure I would have done it, Jeff, but uh, that Sunday morning I was driving in my car and uh, I was going over the, the bridge towards Southridge and uh, I, I didn't have any of my hands on the wheel. I had my hand on my phone and my other hand on my, my knee and uh, my car turned right into Southridge. And I was like, 
both hands, I dropped my phone and grabbed my wheel. I was like, what's this all about? And, <laughs> and I, I was literally, I was, I, I, it was the Holy Spirit for sure. It was the Holy Spirit. And I pulled into Southridge and I was like, okay, why am I here? And I sat in my car and uh, you can go back over the, the services. And it was uh, Michael uh, Kroos was doing a sermon on checking off all the boxes and um, this is not a coincidence. And, uh, you know, I walked in, I went into Southridge, everybody was great, you know, hello, welcome. I sat in the back corner, Jeff, and I cried the whole service. I cried the whole service. Um, because I think at that time, I, 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 I didn't want to live. I, I really, I, I was, I seemed like I was losing my whole world. And Jeff, you know me, I've been successful my whole life i was in the community i fundraised i successful in hockey my job and now my it felt like my world was falling apart and i sat in the back and i i pretty much cried the whole service and i was listening to michael's sermon and i'm like oh my goodness this is not a coincidence like god's sending me a message right now and that message is, is that, you know, I'm here, I love you, and I'm going to guide you, and I'm going to help you through this difficult time. Church was packed. There was several hundred people in there, for sure, several hundred people. And it's pretty, what a coincidence that uh, Chris Fowler seeked me out. And uh, I was in the back. He didn't see me. And, uh, yeah, we collided in the middle of the aisle. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, are you new? You know, what's your name? And uh, that's when we connected and we had a chat there. And then it just kind of free flowed from there. We had breakfast and and I told him that I had lost my faith and I, I didn't know how to get it back. And uh, I'll tell you, you guys helped me tremendously yourself. Jeff Martins, um, Fowler, Michael Krauss, the, the whole group allowed me to be who I was and, and helped me find having that personal journey with God. And uh, I'll tell you, it changed my life. It, it really changed my life. And I think I told you that before. Um, yeah. it, it, my life is so exceptional now. And I just love life and I love serving God and serving people. And uh, you know what? I just, I, I can't get enough. Yeah, Rob, I imagine as people are listening, they're they're leaning forward, except hopefully not driving, because in your story, the uh, <laughs> the 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 divine work of the distracted driver seems to be how God reaches people. So. <laughs> um, the, the the I mean, there's so much in this journey that I want to kind of drill down into. First things first, Rob, when you consider your life before Southridge, describe your faith. You said you kind of had walked away from it. Um, you know, why was faith not very serious in your life? What else were you into instead of faith? Talk, talk about that. What was getting in the way of you seriously exploring and experiencing a life with Jesus? Um, well, you know what, Jeff? Um, I, I was brought up in the United Church, and uh, my mom and dad and myself went to St. Paul Street United, which is Silver Spires now. Um, and I, I was going to church, and uh, I think where I lost it, was I was teaching Sunday school, and by no means, by no means do I have a theology, theological background in, in any way. And uh, they needed Sunday school teachers, and I had eight 
uh, young students that were with me and I kind of was with them for several years and, you know, in the United Church, we were going to confirm them, you know, and uh, have their membership with St. Paul Street United. And then when all three churches amalgamated, um, I had a, a young girl who was t- taking over the, um, I guess the Bible study is what we called it back then. And uh, she she asked me what kind of education I had to be teaching Sunday school. And uh, I, <laughs> I, I said, well, life and I'm teaching the Bible and I read the Bible and my parents brought me up. Uh, in the United Church, and uh, she said, well, we don't need you anymore. And so I walked away, and I thought, you know, I was on church council. I was, uh, you know, I was all over the place, and I was helping out, and uh, I thought, well, they don't need me anymore. So I walked away, and uh, I lost my mom and lost my dad, and I think that's when I lost my faith, was that whole, that was the first transition, because I was like, if God's good, why am I losing people that are good people in this world. And I, I, I think I blamed him. I, I, I was blaming God for that and it's not his fault. Um, and I think that's where I lost my faith. And then, um, I, I had some hardships in my life. Um, you know, I was doing good at work. I was doing good at hockey, but then I, I got cancer. I lost my job two months uh, into remission. I had a bad relationship where I, I sacrificed what I thought was my whole life um, to this relationship and bought a new house and, you know, gave, sacrificed some of the things in my life. And I sacrificed God then. I, I didn't go to church and, and my partner, she didn't want to go to church. And and this is something I've always been drawn to. And, and you know what, honestly, uh, before Southridge, um, it was, I think, a chore, and and that's the wrong way of putting it. Um, and we're now, uh, I, my personal relationship with God is I pray, I, I, I meditate, I'm reading the Bible, I'm involved in a lot of groups, um, Alpha Group, and, you know, and just being able to talk to the pastors, like opening up my, I guess, my heart to what God wants me to do in this life. And uh, it's his journey. Um, Honestly, Jeff, it's his journey. And sometimes you just got to close your eyes and say, hey, you know what? I know it's your jersey. Can you help me? Can you help me and guide me uh, through this experience? Yeah, yeah. I I feel like as people are are listening, you know, feelings of being rejected, uh, you know, tragedies around you where you're tempted to blame God. I mean, so many of us can identify with those feelings and experiences that that make it hard to want to to lean into God and for his love and this redemptive plan that uh, ultimately we want to believe in. So I guess my my next question then, you know, you described your 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 divine distracted driving incident and you end up in the in the the back row at the Glenridge Auditorium what was it knowing that you're you're kind of in this place where you're feeling like you're at rock bottom what was it that was triggering the the sense that no god i i, I think it's time to give you another shot um you know what jeff and i i've thought about that a lot of times and i i've talked to you know um all, all you guys at, at at church of southridge at our community there and 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 
I, I look back at that and I think it was God, the Holy Spirit coming into me that day, that October day. And, and, and he made me realize that life is so precious. And we were given one life. It's the greatest gift. Jeff, you've known me a long time. And I, I don't think I maybe realized or accepted that many years ago. And, and I've been at social gatherings with you and, um, you know, we have mutual friends. And I don't think I really appreciated that he gave his life for me. And uh, I, I just, that just chokes me right up that he would give his life for me so that I could continue if I was sinning or not sinning. And now I can ask for forgiveness and I can pray. And, and I know that he loves me. And I know that in those darkest days, I can rely on him. So knowing we've got some of these mutual friends, you know, you and I, we rub shoulders with lots of people that are outside of the faith community. Yeah. Um, you know, as you talk with people who don't have much of a faith, What's your primary encouragement to them based on your experience? Um, I think my, my message uh, to, to anybody is, is that he gave his life for us. And, and, and we, we should be so thankful for what we have, um, you know, and it, just being able to live your life every day and serve him. And he, and he's there for you. He's not going to let you, even though we know that the boat is rocky, nobody ever said that our life was going to be smooth sailing, Jeff. Like nobody ever thought that. I mean, we're going to have rocky times. And just to know that he loves us and that he cares for us and that he 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 gave he gave his life for us. I, I, I think that's the biggest thing I can say to anybody is that to once you realize that Jeff then things will come clearer for you and would you say that in your own experience as well as you know when you when you see friends who uh, haven't yet embraced that you know there's just too much of life distracting you from dwelling on that or you're valuing or aspiring other things like what gets in the way of that yeah, I, I think everyday life and and you you have to put aside your time, your personal time with God. And if that's in the morning or at night or during the day, for me, it's all day long, every minute. Um, you know, if you look back, I can remember uh, we would we would pray when we needed something, right? Oh, please, dear Lord, I need this win tonight. We need to score a goal. <laughs> please, Lord. the over the overtime prayer, <laughs> the overtime prayer. Um, and I think we should be praying all the time, or asking for our forgiveness, or asking for good things, and even when times are are so good just to be thankful and say, thank you for this life. And, you know, how can I serve you in our community? If that's at the shelter or if it's with any of our anchor causes, um, you know, I, I think that's so important. And with our youth today, um, with our life groups, I, I, I'm so in, like I'm so diving right in because I just, I, I can't get enough, Jeff. I, I just, I can't. You know, I think about, that 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 first service and you're sitting in the back like you said uh you know god's brought you there you're not sure why you're there 
in that event, was was there just a moment that you decided, God, I've got to open my heart up to you? Or like you said, you had a breakfast or a meeting after with Chris Fowler and, and subsequent conversations. Was it more of a process? How much of it was a moment and how much of it was a process? Um, the moment that Michael in his sermon said, how many of us have checked the boxes? And a light went on. And I, I literally, I thought, okay, is he looking at me? And of course, Michael's on a screen. Um, and that's not a coincidence. Well, like, why would I be there that day? I had no idea what the sermon was about. I had no idea what Michael would be talking about because I, I didn't know. I wasn't on the computer. I didn't know what, you know, what we were doing at that point as I was not a person that was diving in or had never been to the church in over 10 years. So how would I know what Michael would be talking about that day? And I think that's when the light went on. And I said, okay, I checked off all the boxes. And he shared some stories about when he was going through a transition. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, and I'm looking around, nobody's looking at me. Nobody cares who I am. And uh, the tears instantly stopped, Jeff, at that moment. And I was like, you know what? I need to pay attention here. And I listened to the, the sermon and I actually have that sermon. And I listened to that probably once or twice a month um, because it was so powerful. Um, and it was just, I, I couldn't believe it because things that he was saying in that sermon was like, okay, you're talking about me. And then I think when I met, after the train, like after that, I left the church that day and uh, I was revived. I felt happy inside. I didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to do something that was going to be drowned. Like yeah. I, I, I left the church and I felt this warmth feeling in my body. And I thought, you know what? I, there's something here. I'm not sure what it is. And that's when I met, um, Chris and we had we had uh, breakfast and he said Rob I, I'm gonna share some stories with you I'm gonna help you through this and I I, I can't explain it Jeff I, I just there was something inside me that it it really literally opened my eyes and I had lots of people after that seen a huge change in who I was as a person. Um, I've lost a friend over it because he, <laughs> he called me a Bible thumper and, uh, you know, took, I, I took real offense to that. And uh, I was on that side too. I think I've called people that before. And, and uh, really, I, I regret that. And I asked for forgiveness about that. And because that was a definite moment that I said that to, to one of my friends one time. Well, and that was going to be some of my questions now. So you're, you're a, a year or so into this, knowing that, and we've, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks in our series, that, that there's a huge difference between a, what I'll call a churchgoer faith mm -hmm. and following Jesus. Mm -hmm. Huge difference. Um, in this more all-in version uh, that you're embracing, what would you say the greatest change has been in your life that God's been making so far? Uh, opening my heart to less fortunate people. Um, like I checked off all the boxes when you needed me to fundraise in the community. I just did it because it made me look good, I guess. 
Um, now I, 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 I really don't care about that. I only care about people that are hungry, people that need clothing, people that need guidance, people that need a, a ride, people need help. Um, whatever it may be, this pandemic has really changed how we can help people to a certain degree. Um, I'm out more so doing some street ministry, Jeff, uh, you know, I've got a group of friends that have come with me on my journey and it's been so thankful and, you know, we're out serving people that are less fortunate, that are hungry. And, uh, I, I can't get enough of that, Jeff. Like I, I just, I'm so fortunate in my life that I have a place to live, a place to lay my head down, eat whatever I want. And I, I think God really opened my heart. I think that's probably the biggest change that my heart is open to, to, to whatever it may be. You talked about losing a friend in the past year. Um, yeah. Would you say that's the hardest part about following Jesus or what, what, what's the, what's been the hardest part so far? Um, I, yeah, I think so because I want people to know that my life has changed because of him. And I think Jeff, you've known me a long time and I think, you can attest to that, that my life has changed drastically from 15 years ago to today. And we all change, but losing a friend over this, well, you know what, then maybe he wasn't a friend. I, I'm not really sure to navigate through that and, you know, ground myself with that. I, I am who I am and I, I'm a follower of Jesus and I love him and I know he loves me and I, I want to spread that word to the people that are in my life. And I believe the people that are in your life, if you give those vibes, they're going to they're gonna stay within your circle and in your tribe. We call it our tribe. I got about 10 or 12 friends, Jeff, that are in my tribe that we go to church together, we pray together, we do spiritual things together, we go out on the street so yeah, not really a hard thing. Uh, honestly, I, 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 I wish I would have done this years ago. Hmm. Um, I mean, we're certainly feeling as we're listening to you, feeling the the, the passion kind of flowing out of your heart. Um, what would you say it is about following Jesus these days that you're enjoying the most? Um, and I'll be honest, this is straight up right from my heart. Since I started following Jesus, only good things have happened for me, Jeff. New job, um, a new home, a new life, per se. Um, I'm happy. I'm excited to wake up in the morning. I'm, I, so many good things have happened for me. Some great people in my life. Um, I just recently had another, I, I guess, a scare with my health. Uh, I'm going through uh, a third stage of bladder cancer. And... Uh, you know what, Jeff, I, I said this to Mandy the other day, I was in spiritual practices with her. And, and I said to her, I said, you know, Mandy, um, I, I'm so content with my life. If regardless, if I have a good day, or maybe not so good of a day, that I know I'm going to heaven, Jeff, if something happened to me, I know I'm going to heaven. And I know God's going to accept me and he's going to open those gates. And I, I know that. Ten years ago, I, did, I didn't know if I would be going to heaven or not, but I know for sure that I'm going to heaven. And uh, and my relationship with with God now is so good, and He warms my heart. And uh, yeah, I, I there's a, a different air about my life now. It's so exciting, and and uh, I, I I love my life, Jeff. Mm. 
you've mentioned a few times in this conversation so far that the, the heart to be an encouragement to other people's spiritual journey. I want to land here talking about this for a little bit, because I know yeah. this is really where your, where your heart lives these days. Um, I mean, first question would be, why do other people's faith matter to you? Um, I want them to feel what I'm feeling. And I know that if they open their heart, they're going to feel exactly what I'm feeling. I have a group of friends that we get together and we pray together. And we, we went down to Lakeside uh, Beach and we uh, we would pray with our feet in the water, Jeff, uh, symbolizing the Sea of Galilee, because obviously <laughs> we're not uh, in the Sea of Galilee. Um, but I would read scripture uh, to a friend of mine who's dealing with with cancer and she she couldn't she couldn't really accept it and she was not angry at God, but she was not wondering why God was making her go through this. And uh, we, we would read scripture and we would pray and we would listen to music and, and she's now right head in, she's feet in, she's, mm. you know, she wants to be baptized and, and, you know, it, it's so wonderful. And I think that's, for me, if my friends can join me in my journey and see my soul, my life has changed and I want their life to change. And, uh, and I believe, I, I believe that I believe God's changed my, my ways. You, uh, you're participating in your second round of alpha. <laughs> uh, we've offered alpha at all three of our locations now a number of times, and even a couple of times during the pandemic, uh, Talk about Alpha a little bit. Why do you enjoy that experience so much? Oh, what a great program. I mean, the first time around, you get to eat with uh, eight to 10 people at your table and, and you dive in and learn each other and learn, I guess, different journeys. And uh, the first Alpha group, uh, the 10 of us that were at our table, we still stay in contact. Like, how awesome is that? And uh, the second phase of Alpha, we obviously, we couldn't eat together because of restrictions um, but still an awesome it, it's the entry level of christianity like how to pray um who's the holy spirit i mean there's so much in that program um i think i said this to you and i think i said it to jeff martins i want i want to be involved in that and i i would really love to champion that program someday yeah it sounds like if we uh we entrust the championing of alpha to you that it's gonna explode which <laughs> would be the best thing that could happen in Niagara. So we'll, uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Um, for, for, for people listening who either are in a place where they're not yet following Jesus or they're on the fence, maybe they've been doing the check in the boxes type of faith that you're talking about, or they've reduced their faith just to kind of church going on Sundays or whatever. Um, you know, what, what, what's the biggest reason that you see that people don't fully open their heart to the love and transforming work of God that whether it's through alpha or like you said, your street ministry or just in your own personal relationships that you're helping people to overcome. Um, I think people are afraid. I, I think that peer pressure for some people, they don't want to, you know, come out. I mean, look at me, Jeff, for instance, uh, 
um, you know, I was a coach and, you know, uh, the stigma that I, I kind of was the Don Cherry of Junior B. I, I don't like to say that, but I was probably that type of guy. And I ranted and I raved and, you know, I was in the paper and out of the paper. And, and I think if I would have come out and said, you know, I'm a Christian and I believe in Jesus Christ and, and I'm having a personal journey, I can well imagine what would have been said between coaches and players because I think that's a lot of peer pressure and, and it, it, you've got to overcome that and say, I'm not embarrassed of that. I, and I'm not. And uh, will I ever be embarrassed of that, that I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Yeah. I'm thinking about people who are listening and, and, and wondering, I mean, that's powerful what you're saying because we talk so much about how life change happens best in relationship but life change also probably is prevented the most because of relationship. And uh, it sounds like in your world, you've still got a lot of really long time, good faithful friends who are outside of a life of faith, but you've also surrounded yourself with, like you said, a tribe that are helping uh, that are, that are one of the ways you open yourself up for God to make a difference in you. So, yeah, the people, people matter. Um, Rob, any, as we wrap up, any final encouragements or challenges to all of our members who are listening when it comes to allowing our lives to more fully follow Jesus? Um, yeah, I think just open your heart and open your arms and open your hands and, and allow him to come in. And, and if you believe, good things will happen for you. The, the Holy Spirit will come into you. And it's going to be rocky some days, for sure. Your life is going to be rocky. And you know what? If I've overcome cancer and I've overcome losing a job and a relationship and financial hardship, if I can do it, you can do it. And, uh, you know, you just have to allow that process to happen and and surround yourself with people who are followers and people who who want to be there and want to pray together and want to meditate together and, and want to help and open your heart and and love people and i i don't think for many many years jeff if i said that to you in public i love you they'd say hmm what's that all about um i'm not afraid to say that to my friends now i love you and uh you know i care for you and you know we grew up in that era that you didn't really say that and uh you know and uh now i'm not afraid to to do that and i have some very very close friends that are really making a step towards following jesus and it just warms my heart it really just warms my heart and the people at southridge what they don't ever judge me or anybody that you know when we come to services and life groups and i i just i'm so happy and thankful that i'm i'm able to be there and uh and follow god with my community and i can't wait to get baptized i mean i was supposed to be baptized on Easter Sunday, not to take away from Easter Sunday, um, the significance of that. But I was so, I'm not sure devastated, Jeff, would be. Yeah, the pandemic crushed you. (laughs) (laughs) It crushed me because that that Sunday I was going to be baptized and uh, I wanted to do that. That's a choice that I've made. I, I was baptized in the United Church. But I didn't have a choice. I was, I don't know, five, four months, three months, five months old, where now I have that choice as an adult to to be baptized in front of my family at church. Yeah. Well, it's uh, just a great 
testimony to the love and the transforming life of Jesus and a, a, a great picture, Rob, of not just uh, you know what a following Jesus life looks like, but what it means to be part of a spiritual family. We're going to be talking about that this coming Sunday as we continue in this refresh series. So thanks so much for sharing your story with us today. Uh, gang, I hope you've been inspired and I hope that you've all been challenged to consider opening your heart up to God uh, in a fuller and more complete way based on uh, Rob's life and, and the example uh, that he's setting and, and challenging us with today. So uh, we're going to continue to be inspired throughout 2021. Uh, hopefully uh, you'll continue to join us in this way as we keep finding our way together. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.